Greetings, Minecrafters, and welcome to another Minecraft discussion. My name is Kimberly Quinn, and I am thrilled to continue our conversation today on self-love deficit in regards to knowing what your love language is. You know, so last time we kind of talked about, you know, sort of the origin of self-love deficit. And also remember, we stayed away from the word disorder. Why? Because it's a shame word and shame words are dumb. Because shame words such as disorder lead us into feeling damaged and defective and flawed and just broken, right? And who needs that? You know, if you've been labeled with attention deficit disorder, such as myself, though I prefer to say I'm in the Fast Mind Club, or you have bipolar disorder or whatever, whatever disorder, it's not enough that you're challenged with a, something with a mood or attention or physically maybe. And now you got to think something's wrong with you. I mean, it's just so ridiculous. So um, that's why it just says self-love deficit, because it is also not your fault since the origin of self-love deficit is typically from childhood. And the idea is not to blame those people either, grown up, or grownups, yes, obviously grownups, but usually your parents, the caregivers, um, even if they were 4,000% wrong and were abusive and whatever, because that is blaming doesn't get us anywhere at this stage in adulthood. It does well to explain, to reflect and figure it out, but to blame just, just doesn't allow for healing. So, so we just, it's important to understand where it came from. Okay. That be, and it came from not having our own value and worthiness mirrored by the trusted grownups in our life or usually our parents. Also our uniqueness, you know, the wonderful things about us, because that's how we learn about ourselves. Okay. All right. And then one, another quick recap before we get into the love languages is that the self-love deficit is sort of, sort of like a, a most often, many times, something like that, leads straight to codependency. So the people pleasers and rescuers and, and those searching for external approval, you know, sort of constantly and reassurance constantly and kudos and affirmation and all that, that stuff that also often comes from the woundedness of childhood, which leaves us with this, you know, gaping hole, you know, of a self-love deficit, um, and so we look to fill that up because it's excruciating. Nobody likes walking around feeling, feeling that type of wound. Of course not. And so we 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 seek out you know ways to fill this up outside of us, and also in other ways. We talked about the people pleasing and rescuing and all that. And also we can try to fill it with alcohol, other drugs, shopping, sex, da 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 da. da also. Okay, so here's the thing. There's all of that. And then then if you're not aware of your love language, it can really, you can really be barking up the wrong tree if you're trying to seek love outside of yourself, especially with a partner, but not necessarily because our love language is how we express love, you know, period. So it's important to know these, even if you're somebody without self-love deficit because anyone should really kind of be aware of what their love language is. So there was a book by Gary Chapman written a while ago called The Five Love Languages. And it's really important to realize that you may have all five. However, typically there's one dominant language for you, just like me, right-handed or left-handed. You can use both hands, but, you know, one is usually a little, you're a little bit better with eating, you know, playing baseball, hitting, you know, whatever. You're better with it, soccer, left-footed, right-footed, whatever. So the very first one is words of affirmation. And so this is like, you know, um, to basically, you know, lovely, very genuine compliments. You know, you look fabulous today. Wow. 
Um, thank you for your incredible thoughtfulness. You have no idea how, how, how much I enjoy when you come in smiling, da, 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 da. Very genuine, nice things that we say to people. And the idea is the genuine part. And so that, remember, we have, you can have all five or three or four or whatever, but typically one is the main way you express love. And typically the way we express love is the way we feel the most loved back. So you can figure out where the potential problema disconnect might be if people are not aware of their dominant love language because two partners, let's say, and it doesn't have to be partners, we said that, two partners, let's say, if one has, you know, the words of affirmation and the other one has, you know, a different one, one's expressing in the way, but you want to express, you want to get back the same way you express, but your partner's love language is different, they're going to be giving to you the way that they want to receive. And so that's why it's also very important to understand these anyway, outside of the self-love deficit. All right. And the second one is acts of service or love in action. Um, I have a lot to say about this one. This, this is the person who is very much all for the phrase action speaks louder than words. And so this one is easy for me to talk about because this is absolutely positively my beloved husband of 30, whatever years. And he know he, well, he knows it because I've told him for years and years and years and it's hysterical. So uh, I, you know, I'm thinking of, oh, there's so many examples about 15 years ago, I went to the Bahamas with our, with our two, well, then little ones. And I started pulled over to get something out of, out of there. And he had typed out all the directions, all these travel tips, all typed and printed and stuff very neatly in the, where I would find them in the, in the front of my suitcase, he had rolled up all these clean socks and I, and, and puts like, I think he put snacks in there. Like I wouldn't have even found it till I didn't pull over. And he's, he's just such an action guy and he'll, he doesn't tell me, he just goes and does something. And so like uh, windshield fluid is another thing. I'll just, all this, I'll think I'll be almost out. Then all of a sudden it's just filled up. He says nothing, but I can see the empty canister or an oil change. Uh, this morning, actually can't make this stuff up. He was up early because it was so cold and he made all the fires before he went to work. And he knows and all to say, oh, honey, oh my gosh, I feel so loved. You changed the oil. That's, that's my Romeo, clean socks and an oil change. And that's just how he is. He's, in, he's a love in action person. The third one is about gift giving and receiving. So, and this is actually not about materialism. We, you know, we're not talking about Tiffany's jewelry. I mean, it can be that, but really this person's love language is about the thoughtfulness behind the gift giving. So this person might might hand make something and personalize it. Maybe they'll make a quilt and do you know a couple of squares. Or if you're a skier, they kind of work skiing in there and surprise you with it. Um, somebody can just just thoughtful, thoughtful things. You know, knowing you had a rough day and leaving chocolates on your desk at work, that kind of thing. Or um, it, it, but it's about the thoughtfulness behind it. So your partner or friend has a hobby with, you know, maybe model airplanes from the World War II and you're driving by a yard sale and there's an unopened box, there's only a dollar and who cares? And you grab it just because you know they like it, that kind of thing. And that has them feeling more love than anything with, with I want to, you know, smaller gifts or they can be bigger ones. I just want to make sure I'm focusing on the thoughtfulness, not the price, because it's not necessarily about materialism. It's about you had them in mind when you came up with a way to elevate their mood or just, you know, wrap around them with comfort or whatever. 
Um, and then the fourth one is quality time. So just remember, we can have any, you know, one, two, three, four, or all five of these, but there's one dominant one. So this person wants your undivided attention and not in a narcissistic way or, or in a, you know, selfish way, you know, it, it's just there. And this can all, also speaks loudly to, or that would make no sense right there, speaks to introverts too. That they don't have to be introverts, but introverts in general, like just being by themselves, being with one person or maybe just two people. So this person wants like, let's say a dinner for two, romantic or not, with all the screens off, no phones, no, no distractions, maybe just nice jazz music, walk in the woods, you know, taking a day off to spend time with them, that right there is meaningful. Even if you spend no money, like you pack a picnic and you, you know, go out in the back deck or, or again and walk in the woods, it, it's not about that. It's about carving out the time for you, which has, which is prioritizing you, which is the loving part, right? That's, it feels really, really good is the fact that the person's prioritized you and shut the world out as far as technology and stuff like that. So the quality time one is the fourth one. And then the fifth one is physical affection or touching. And, and this is not necessarily sexual. And people sometimes interpret it that way, but it's really, and it can be obviously, but it's, it's way more about the intimacy is what they're after. So if it is romantic, it's not just actual sex. It's holding hands. It's snuggling on the couch in front of a fireplace, you know, maybe watching a good movie. It's, um, uh, maybe maybe the partner or maybe it's a friend or roommate comes home from you know a double shift of waitressing and you kind of come up behind them and just give them a neck a rub, neck rub or a back rubbed and and it's and th they feel the most loved and cared about when they are are touched again romantically or not they feel the most and, and here's the thing too when, when this is your love language is affection physical affection all the nice kind words even though we like to hear those all the words or gifts are not going to have this person feeling loved. That's just how it is. It doesn't mean they don't like compliments. Of course we like compliments, but it doesn't reach them on the deep, like kind of core level, like massages do or hugs, touching, snuggling, face caressing, just holding their, you know, their, they're sort of like their, their face in your hands, giving them the kiss on the side of their cheek. They're all about the touch. And that is when they feel the most loved and cherished by you. So again, the, the five love languages by Gary Chapman are super important for all of us to know, think about it, because if we're looking to be loved in a way that's, you know, with, let's say with a partner and they're, they're two different love languages, think of what a disconnect that is. And even though you still may get along great, think of how much better the relationship can be. You're like, oh, you're an action person, you know, like my husband is. And then realizing when he does the oil changes and fills up my, my, the windshield stuff and leaves clean socks in my suitcase that that's his way of, I love you to the moon and past the stars and all that stuff. So the person who is challenged with self-love deficit from, you know, woundedness that happened early on, think about how this could feed into the confirmation bias. Think about if their love language is your partner's is gift giving or action or one of the other ones. And, and then Yours is physical affection. So maybe they brought you flowers and, or maybe if they're an action person, they changed your oil and did all this stuff and did all these thoughtful things for you, but they don't want to hold your hand or touch you as much. All the words and gifts, all the nice words, even though we like compliments and all the gifts, aren't going to have 
the person who has the fifth love language of physical affection is not going to have them feeling loved. I mean, it's still nice, feels good, but it's not going to warm their warm them up in their core because that isn't their love language. So think about the person who struggles with self-love deficit. That's confirming, like, what's the matter with me? They don't even want to hold my hand. What's the matter with me that they don't want to, you know, give me a massage? What's the matter with me? They want to touch me, or maybe they are, but just not to the degree that you need them to touch you. Like it's, they're just not, you know, it, it's not a, a, enough. And you know, well, you know, I'm, that that can feed right into the toxic internal dialogue. If I'm not worthy of being loved, I'm not valuable. I'm not attractive. I'm not smart enough, thin enough. Blonde enough, brunette enough, whatever enough, you know, um, outgoing enough, you know, whatever, 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 and it can feed into all that um, because th- that your love language, you're you're not feeling loved simply because it's not a love language. The expression of their love love language is different than yours, so it's really, really important for those with the SLD going on. To, to really just be cognizant of the potential disconnect to avoid further injury, okay? And that's it. So, oh, no, no, it's not it. Not it. Well, coming back. So so what I'd like for all of you to do who have this, um, oh, and real, disclaimer, realize that none of these videos are in place of professional treatment. Of course not. They're informational only, and they can complement all that. So what I want you to do is focus your life minutes, the high majority of your life minutes, which is your energy, on filling yourself up, doing what makes you happy. Buy yourself flowers, buy yourself an outfit. I don't mean to have the emphasis on money. Carve out time in the day for just you to go out into the woods, to garden eventually when it's time for that, or to garden on the inside if you want to do. I started bonsai trees, very cool. Carve out love time to just love yourself you time to just love yourself time out on a on a slow saturday or sunday to bake cookies and and then you know stick a huge spoon in the cookie batter like when you're a kid and and just you know just treat yourself well pamper yourself in whatever ways that means it doesn't mean money it means time and it means thought and maybe small things that involve a small amount of money like flowers or treating yourself to a takeout lunch cuz you just don't feel our dinner or whatever but to really learn how to prioritize yourself because remember it all goes back to we cannot give away what we don't have so the the number one relationship in your life is you love yourself right up just fill yourself up to your cup runneth over this is Kimberly Quinn signing off from northern vermont have a mindful day of loving yourself Thank you.